0: Hello, my beautiful people. It's Heidi here from The World According to Heidi, and I am so excited to welcome you to the Let's Wine About It podcast. We will laugh, probably cry, and of course there will be whining. No, not the kind that makes you wanna cringe, but the kind that makes those hard days just a little bit easier. Okay, everybody, I am very, very excited to have Christina. I met Christina originally, as I've met most of my guests through a networking group on Facebook, I believe. Yes. And then we had a chance to do a pre-recording session before my trip to Mexico. And I absolutely love your energy and I love all that you have to say. And I can't wait to see more about what you're doing because I have, you know, one grand baby and another one on the way. So the children's book series is very going to be near and dear to my heart again you know I went a lot of years with my kids being older (laughs) and now we're back to little kids again so it's kind of fun so with that I don't like to read bios I say this every time I feel like that gets a little robotic so I'm going to turn it over to you and let you introduce yourself Christina.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. So I am Christina Lucia. I am the creator of Curious Security Creations. And within my brand, I create crochet toys, but I'm more importantly, the author and illustrator of my children's series, Bella Lucia book series. And it follows the tales of a thoughtful and loving elephant who's also very curious. Oh. And what my series focuses on is communication. It focuses on this communication between both the child and parent. And when I say communication about the feelings, at any age, regardless of where we are in our lives, we're all working from the same feelings list and feelings and communication evolve. And my goal through each series is to create a kind and gentle way that you and your child, you and your loved ones are able to take a step back and read the book together. And take a moment to adapt it to your family. Because that's the other big piece about what I do mm-hmm. is acknowledging that we're all unique. Even if we're raised in the same family, we all have different takeaways from what happens yes. or what doesn't happen. And so it's really important to me to focus on situations and transitions that we can all relate to. And something else that has come up recently when I talk to other children's authors is that most children, children's books are certain demographics and one of them is most of them are animals. And I've actually expressed this, the reason why I draw with, it, draw with my characters as animals is because I wanted the freedom for everyone to relate to the animals. I didn't wanna get cut off in nationality, sexual orientation, et cetera. I wanted to create a space where everyone feels welcome and being located in New York City, having a very diverse friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, hard. It, it's hard. It's hard. as hard as we try. Like, you know, we I want to create a space that's welcoming. I want to space a space where you and your child choose to enter and feel welcomed. And so that's why I personally chose animals is to have that freedom, to have that freedom again, and also to be able to focus on the feelings and focus on the communication because it's so easy to get, especially this day to age with screens and social media and all these things. It's so easy to get caught up in the stuff, you know, caught up in all this stuff. And I really wanted to strip away a lot of factors and focus on the feelings, focus on the why, focus on the feelings. And that's what I'm going for in my series. And it's been a journey and that journey came from growing up in a, a space where there was a lot of miscommunication and where I carried those traumas and that normalcy of miscommunication that led me into a career that I didn't belong. And it was through <laughs> therapy and healing. That I realized, Oh my gosh, I don't belong here. I need to pivot. Mm-hmm. And that pivot, led me to what I'm doing right now, becoming an author and illustrator and between my pivot and also my healing simultaneously, it also led me to realize, Oh, communication. That's my mission. That's what I'm, I'm put here to do. And it's a pleasure to be sharing this with you and your audience right now. Cause every time I talk about like the the deeper Mm -hmm. I get with it, you know, the more you talk about it, the more you're like, Oh wait, this is what I'm doing, you know, or you get a different perspective and it's really amazing.
0: I love that. I love that you're able to combine the two, your therapy, your healing, and then turn it into something so positive and
1: in a whole nother way
0: in your personal life, yes, and in your mental health, but in your everyday professional life. And to have those come together seems like that's probably amazing for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it was, I'll be honest, it was scary.
0: It was scary to realize I didn't belong
1: because that's really. why we cope. And, you know, I joke, cause one of my books that's coming out this year, Bella, the main character, Hush, I'll pull her out so you can see her. She's going to be learning to ride a bike. And I joke that being an entrepreneur is like riding a bike every single day. Like I fall off. Like I can't tell you how many <laughs> more times this is Bella. Oh, Maya, <laughs> yeah. so I, I guys I'm her. taking
0: a screenshot and we'll post this on our social media. Cause she's darling. Thank you. Yes, that will show up on our Instagram <laughs> and our Facebook group.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, Bella, learning to ride a bike, and I joke as an entrepreneur, and it's like riding a yeah. bike every day. You're constantly falling off and getting back on and figuring it out. And so true. But, exactly. It, absolutely. And the beauty of it is, is like part of me realizing that I'm an author, I'm a writer. Is you know, you, all of us start the same way. We all start with the networking process and just knocking on doors and seeing what doors <laughs> open and, you mm-hmm. know, some doors open for us and we decide, oh, we don't want to be there. So we back up and whatnot. And I remember there was this one networking event I got invited to through another networking event. Cause you just kind of, right. You, there, you just kind of keep trickle, 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 trickle. Yes. And the funny part of that though, I will share really fast is that how I got to this moment, actually, how I got to my present moment, even right now with you is actually from an Instagram story. It was me DMing this woman saying, hey, can we have a coffee? And from there, it led to all of the other things. And so one of the things that led to, including this present moment, was going to this event where it actually was a drawing event. And now I've been an artist my entire life. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this will be fun. I, I'm, I'm an artist. I'll do this. And it was really more of a doodling exercise, which is okay, which I can doodle too. And that's all I do. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) It's very soothing. It's very healthy. It's Uh really important at any age, we should be able to do that. And as we were going, so we were drawing our fears and I realized that my fear was a hallway of closed doors and I can't open those doors. That's Mm -hmm. my fear, but my freedom drawing is that open door. And the more I walk through the open door, there's just smooth landscape and endless possibilities. And every time a door closes on me, I apply those images constantly. So when a door closes on me, and it's also how kind of we to my healing work. I do adult children of alcoholics work, which is 12 step work. So listeners mm-hmm. that are in AA or Al-Anon, you know, we all work from a 12 step and the first step of your 12-step is you acknowledge your higher power, whether it's God or 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 another higher power. In my case, I'm Catholic; it's God. And, You know, and I've always had a very strong sense of faith. To me, it, like of course there's a God. Why isn't there a God? So that's where I have to learn to be patient with others who need a minute to work through their first step. Whereas I, it mm-hmm. comes to me very naturally. I am blessed in that way. But that's also where, when doors close in me, I've realized by even though I've always believed in God, I always will believe in God. Like I talk to him all the time when doors close on me, what I've realized from my first step is that God knows where I want to be. So if I'm praying to him for something and I'm asking him for something and it doesn't come true right away, I realize it's because he really knows what I want. And if he shuts a door on me, it's his way of keeping me walking down the hallway And Mm -hmm. there's, it goes back into my fear drawing and my freedom drawing in the sense of he's guiding me to that door that I want to be at. And it's up to me to trust. And there are days where I've like, I felt doors close on me and I just stop and I cry and I, I take a deep breath and I'm like, I know, I know you're leading me somewhere and I trust you. And also I know I, I'm my grandma's namesake. I also know my grandma's running down to his office and is knocking on his door. It's like, what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, Moosey, I'm on it, relax. Like, I, I, so I also know my, and then I hear my mom's voice like, don't worry, your grandmother's having emergency meeting with God right now. It's okay, we're, we're taking care of this. We're, we're getting an update for you.
0: No, That's great though. I mean, I feel like everybody has to have something that they believe in, whether they're manifest, manifesting and there, you know, I work with a lot of people who, you know, the universe and crystals and, you know, and all that. And I love it all. I feel like, feel like we all have our place. We have to have something that we believe in that helps us, you know, move forward. And I love that. I love that. You're yeah. picturing your grandmother up there chatting. <laughs> that's fantastic.
1: I love well, that's it. Always, that's something too, with this is like, it is also where where it loops back to my books about like when people ask me, well, why communication, why feelings, and the thing is, is when we take these first steps of acknowledging our higher power, whereas in my case it's God, for some people it's crystals, for some people it's affirmations. You know, there's all different
0: mm-hmm. ways
1: to do Absolutely. this. There is no right or wrong, but when we do it properly in a way that speaks to us and our souls, our heart and soul we realize that we have both a choice and we also have a responsibility. And when we understand the the choice and responsibility, we're able to communicate more effectively, meaning that we acknowledge we choose to feel a certain way and we take responsibility for that. And, you know, I joke, because in my own immediate family, I've noticed differences in my communication patterns with them by understanding the factors of choice and responsibility. And I've seen for me on a personal level, but also on a bigger level, how that opens doors. You know, I, I keep on joking, like a perfect example. So I'm my mother's daughter. I am the classic Italian girl where if there's not 10 dishes on a table for three people, it's not enough. Like we, like, <laughs> I always feel like there's not enough food. I always feel like it's a freezer stock. Do I have enough flour? Like, I'm that girl. Like I can't help it; it's just who so I am. Now, mm-hmm. I cook on Christmas Day, and my sister and brother-in-law take care of most of the food on, if not all of it, on Christmas Eve. And but we still go over the menus together for both days. And I remember this past year, I said to my sister, "Oh, maybe I should do this stuffed chicken," because I was already doing some prep work on Christmas Eve for Christmas Day to make it easier. And she said, "No, I think we're going to have too much food if you do this stuffed chicken," and. I had a moment because I, I realized that my sister and other family members aren't necessarily so into leftovers. So meanwhile, it's my Italian paranoia. It's like, no, there's not enough food. Everyone's going to starve, <laughs> and you know. And but I took a step back and I thought, okay, Christina, why do you want the chicken? Why? Okay, it's because you have this paranoia that everyone's going to starve and everyone's going to be fed well. But you know, most of the family doesn't like leftovers, so you have a choice. <laughs> You can, you can irritate the family and do an extra dish, or you can satisfy your own ego. So I personally chose not to make the chicken because I felt it was more important to go right. with the flow of the majority. But again, it's that choice and responsibility right. it's that choice. And I bet nobody starved, right? <laughs> oh, everyone was fine. Everyone's fine. And trust me, I'm going to go through this again next year. And again, that's just a responsibility. Right. I realize it's I just get the way it. my brain works but again, it goes back to choice and responsibility. We all are now are no. wired a certain way. And it's that acknowledgement. Okay. This is how I'm wired. All right. <laughs> I need to right. But when I'm around these people. I need to take a step back. And I I need to cook a little less like <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. I get that. So I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. Tell me about your, um, your roadmap, I guess, when you decided that you were not belonging in the field that you were working and you decided to make that shift into being an entrepreneur, what did you find? Tell me a little bit about your first struggles and a couple of your first like big aha win moments and how you got there.
1: Oh, absolutely. So my journey actually started um, in my early thirties and uh, my mom and I had a huge fight and it was really, really bad. And I walked down, I was like, I, I need to, I need to get into therapy. I can't keep doing this. Like I need to talk to someone that's going to give me the tools to work through these things. And after several years in therapy, I, I got injured. I'm a dancer. I'm a, I'm a competitive Latin dancer and I got injured in 2018 And I had to go into surgery a week later. Luckily, I had a good insurance. I was able to get the appointments I needed. I was early in surgery a week later. But due to the nature of my injury, I couldn't put, I I ruptured my Achilles tendon. And so my office told me, you need to go on medical leave. And it was one of those moments where I had no choice but to slow down. So here I am stuck at home. I'm like, what am I going to do? And ironically, I already, I, I wasn't a knitter at that time, but I was a crocheter. So I'm stuck on my sofa crocheting and I, <laughs> uh, you know, I, not happily, happily, happily crocheting. I wasn't like miserable, but still I was frustrated because I wanted to be dancing and, and my brain started yeah. ticking that because I have been healing from things in my childhood and working on my personal life relationships, I realized like. Maybe I don't belong in the op- the office I work in. You know, maybe something isn't right. And I'll never forget my buddy Alex came over to visit me, and he said to me, "What are you doing? You're so much more than what you're doing in the office. Like you need to figure oh, this wow. out." And we started brainstorming it. And while I was on crutches and in my boot, I started working. <laughs> I went on Facebook and started DMing people I knew, saying, "Hey, I'm on this medical leave, but I want to start." gaining my research. Like I'm looking to pivot careers and I want to see what's out there. And my first aha moment was when I met my coach Matilda, because I kept on hearing a lot of no's from people. And my gut was like, something's off here. Something's off. And I met my coach Matilda Uh and she told me something I'll never forget. She said, 80% of jobs are not advertised. I was like, I knew it. And that was like my first huge aha (laughs) And so I signed up with her right then and there. I was like, I need this, I need this woman on my team. Like I need to work with her. And I worked with her. We worked together for a solid year before I actually did get laid off from my job. And when I did, what gave me calm was that I knew officially I did not belong. The other piece was that for that first for that, that year leading up to that, from my injury to that point. I learned to write a cold email. I learned how to reach out to people and how to. I've always been a good networker, but I was fine tuning my networking skills and I was finding a way to connect with people and how to connect with people. And I remember while I was looking for another job, I I walked out of Pilates and I'm talking to this woman, and she was a managing director, director, excuse me, of HR at this great Wall Street firm, and you know amazing networking story, networked my way into an interview, go to the interview, beautiful Park Avenue office, like dressed in my, my nice dress, my, my heeled Manila Mary Janes. I walk out. I was like, I can't do this again. Oh. I can't go through this again. And I went back to a meeting with Matilda about a week later and the conversation started off. Well, how do I say no without burning a bridge? And then in that same conversation, yes. I, I fumbled and I was like, I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. And she said, I agree. And that was my first huge aha moment. And I learned something, which I would love to share with your audience right now that really helped. So I felt this intense amount of excitement, also intense amount of fear simultaneously. And Matilda said something magical to me where the feelings of fear and excitement are very similar, but we have a choice of which way to go. And that really helped me because when you declare yourself an entrepreneur, there's no health package. There's no, here's your cubicle. Like, let me nope. introduce you to the office. <laughs> and it's like, what do I do next? You know, ironically, someone actually approached me that summer and saw my work, meaning my blanket, crochet blankets and the knit the crochet characters, and said, there's a business here. So I actually was starting it without realizing it. And uh, so that was my first step. And I was also talking uh-huh. to applies to about doing social media work for them. So when I went to networking lunches, I started pitching. And people uh-huh. started kept gravitating towards these characters. So I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. this is probably the way I need to go. And I got a call from my sister saying that our mom was very ill. And I got this urge and I swear it was my grandma. I went on the computer that night and filed for an LLC and a week and a half later, we lost our mom to lung cancer. We found, I found out she was stage four. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I found out she was stage four and a week later she was gone. And the day she passed was the day. Yeah, it was fast. And the day she passed was the day I got a piece of mail addressed to my LLC. And that was my other huge aha moment. I knew it was her and my grandma and my great-grandmother that were saying, we need you to do this.
0: Oh, cold chills. That's very cool. I'll be honest
1: for everyone listening. I was not convinced the characters were the answer. I Mm -hmm. knew, I knew they would lead me to an answer. I wasn't convinced that they would stay in the mix and, but I knew I needed to pursue them. That's what I saw that sign as. I also saw a certain openness in that keep following this road and you're going to find your mm-hmm. answer. And the characters gave me the inspiration I needed to write the blog. I've always, I've been saying I was going to write. And then the blog led me to have all these writing samples and have this consistency of writing and publishing my work. Mm-hmm. And that led me to realize oh, I'm a writer and that led me to the books. And then the books have led me to even more things, including being here with you and your audience sharing the story. And uh, yeah, so it's been a... It's a wild
0: ride. <laughs> it's that a, is a wild ride. Absolutely. I want to back up just a little bit because something that you said, I feel like is amazing that you got there that quick because I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole adult life and I'm just barely getting to this point. And it's the not being stuck. Like You knew that it, your characters might not be there. You didn't get so hyper-focused. And I think that's amazing because I know that that's like when I've done my webinars and things like that, I talk about this, I tend to, and I've kind of gotten over it. It's kind of that self-awareness that you talked about, you know, with the not making the chicken, (laughs) I, I tend to get so hyper-focused on one idea that I have a hard time letting that go, even when it's dragging me down. Like even when it's a weight, I feel like, oh, but I spent so much time on that. I can't let that Mm -hmm. go. And I think as an entrepreneur, I think that you nailed that really quickly. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's a great nugget to share. And I hope everybody takes something from that because I have to actively like find the scissors and cut that way and have a morning service for it and (laughs) completely shift my goal and my thoughts when I have, I, I, anyway, I've done that several times over the years and I've wasted a lot of time, tears, money on an idea that really was going nowhere, but I couldn't let it go. So kudos to that. And I think that's an important point.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And that's like the biggest thing I hear from women and men that want to pivot into being an entrepreneur or that want to pivot into becoming authors. Mm -hmm. There's so many different reasons to blog, whether it's blogging or vlogging or launching your podcast or writing a book and getting down to that why. And something that I share often is, so the blog, when I first started, my first idea was that, okay, I'm going to tell a childhood story of mine, like a memory from my childhood and I'll include a recipe. And then I'll tell a story through one of the characters and I'll, focus on the benefits of just gymnastics for kids or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, when I, when I started the blog, it was a month before the pandemic really hit us. Mm-hmm.
0: And so when the pandemic
1: hit, I saw it as an opportunity because I was six months into losing my mom, uh, not even six months, less than six months into losing my mom. And I felt like this wow. is a blessing. It's giving you time to calm down. It's giving you time to heal. And it's it's giving you time to focus. So I would get up every day and I would write a blog a day. 90% of those blogs I've never published, but from writing every day, it got me into a rhythm and it gave me time Perfect. to play and try things out. And same thing with the characters, like just drawing them. Cause I draw my characters as well. And I've been drawing since I was seven years old. Formally, I've been in formal art lessons one way or another and all my mm-hmm. degrees are in the art, but when you are drawing your own character, that's where you kind of have to leave the rules at the door for a second, cause you need to find your own voice. Same thing with writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other biggest thing I found too, is just having the discipline to have a consistency of just trying something out and finding your magic number. There's another friend of mine, who's also an author. And I was telling her my magic number is 10. Like when it came, I just got through, um, for other authors out there, like I have an amazing marketing strategist, Melanie, who's unreal. I adore her <laughs> and I'm learning so much from her. And one of the things that I told you right before we started recording, I just reached my advanced review goal for my books. Mm-hmm. So I have 71 advanced reviews now for my book and which is great, but I can't tell you how many messages I sent. And my biggest takeaway from this experience is like, okay, this is how I'm going to get into the press. 10 emails a day, depressed. Like that's like I'm in this rhythm now. This is what I gotta do. Whereas with podcasts or like mommy influencers, my edging number is 10, but it's it's two a day, two a day, meeting Monday through Friday. So it adds up to 10. Or maybe there's a day where I feel okay. like sending more and I send more, but it's all my friend heard this. It's like, oh my God, 20, 30, 40. Like, how many emails are you sending? I said, no, 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 don't focus on my number see how I set my goal. Like I set a goal that works right. for me. Maybe I it's like one that, a yeah. day, you know, there's no, there's no magic number for all of us. It's really more of what works for us, you know? And like, when you mm-hmm. said how you pursue these other ventures that weren't working for you, but you struggled, like struggled with like letting go, like that's a beautiful thing. Cause like the, I'm sure the things you've learned from those experiences are priceless. And and I realized like my time on Wall Street, like people say to me all the time, "Oh, don't you you started this sooner?" blah, blah blah." I'm like, "No, because there were lessons I needed to learn on Wall Street. There were things mm-hmm. I learned that I'm doing now. And there were also things, like, again, doors close on me in that space too. And you know, and even now, like I remember a month before I met my editor, Susan, that was like a major turning point in my writing process because I had
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had another team I was working with and I left them and they weren't thrilled about it. And that's the other thing too as an entrepreneur. Like it's it's hard saying goodbye sometimes. Like it was not an easy mm-hmm. goodbye, but it needed <laughs> to happen. I mean you know we all we've all been there. It's like part of the part of the culture. And yes. Yeah. And I remember The month before I reached out, I met my editor because we had met, met simultaneously in a big Zoom room, but like, I really didn't connect with her. And it was a friend that mentioned her. I was like, oh, I should, I I meant to reach out to her, but I remember this man who one of my other friends works with, she, uh, she invited me to a networking group that he runs and I had met him once before. And so I reached out because he said something that I was looking to do, get connected with. And he said, I'm not the right fit for you it was very blunt. It was very direct. And I remember crying and I remember thinking, Mm -hmm. Christina, this door shutting for a reason. And a month later I met my editor and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened for me. I met my marketing strategist, Melanie, and I actually met my publishing agent, Susie at that same summit that I went to Susan's my editor. Now, like I have this amazing team. And again, if that door, if Bruce didn't close that door for me, right would I have asked my friend, Megan, that question? Would I have, again, like it was just God knew, God knew where I needed to be. And he's like, Christina, I got to shut this on you. I got to shut this on you. Cause I need you to keep walking.
0: Uh-huh. And I
1: promise you, I'm going to carry you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And a, a couple of takeaways I get there is kudos to him that told you that in a way, I mean, like those yeah. things they're heartbreaking. And nobody wants to hear that. Obviously he knows his target market, like the people that he's going Mm -hmm. to be able to serve well. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's really, if somebody wants to work with us, it's so easy to just say, yes, even if we don't feel that vibe. And then it's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. And so I think knowing when to say no to work and knowing that they're going to be okay you know, he yes. said no to you and he didn't let his conscience get in the way or his, Oh, but she's so nice. And I really like her. So maybe I'll try, you know, that kind of thing. And then it just kind of never really flows. I think Absolutely. when you take on something that doesn't feel right. So yeah. kudos in that way. And then you also talked about, you know, having a great team and this is what I have learned. Picking your people and finding that team that you vibe with to help yeah. you is, I mean, that's that's it. That's such a big part of it. Absolutely.
1: And thing yeah. too she was all admit, like when I decided to write a book, you know, I, I admit like anyone first starting off, you know, there were a lot of things I didn't know. And mm-hmm. that's why my ex team, I was so willing to trust. Cause I'm all about learning. I am a very curious person by nature. Hence why Bella's curious. And I'm curious because I'm really <laughs> curious myself as an artist, as a dancer in every which way. Um, but I kept on asking questions and there were things that didn't feel right. And so when I did meet my team, one of the things that sinks so closely with me and also where people, um, when I talk to people, I really stress is once, you know, your niche, like, for example, like books is my niche. You really need people that live and breathe the industry that you're in because every mm-hmm. industry has a different feeling. And it's funny because, uh, uh, this past weekend, but the previous weekend. So my marketing strategist, Melanie, we both love and adore. Uh, I just, should, I shouldn't say we, we both adore this woman. We we love her too. We do. We both love and adore. Um, I, she sent me an invitation for Megan Hess's book signing. And for anyone listening that knows Megan Hess or doesn't know her, if you Google her, she'll come right up. She is a very well-respected fashion illustrator, She's worked mm-hmm. for every couture line. You can imagine Prada, Bendy, Louis, Chanel, Celine. I mean, the list goes on, Wow! but she also illustrates her own books. I actually have some of her books myself. And then I also have her children's books, Clarice. And so at Fear Shorts here in New York, I a book signing for her. Mm. And I went and I brought Bella and I brought my book and she was absolutely lovely. It was amazing. You know, I got to sit with her and talk to her. I got pictures with her. I got featured in Feo Schwartz's stories and vice versa. It was just an amazing, amazing day. Yeah, exactly. And it was was so fabulous. And then the following day, I went to another market where I was hoping to interact with these influencers, but they all got there much earlier than I did. It was a Sunday. So I'm like, I can only fit so many things into a Sunday and I was bummed about meeting them, but I did actually get to meet the two ladies that had headed the market. And I got the exact opposite reaction I did from the F.O. Schwartz book signing. I just got that feeling, I don't belong here. Like Mm -hmm. I will go to get in front of these mommypreneurs, these mommy influencers, but that's it. And like, you know, I talked to Melanie about it. We had a very honest conversation about it, but I feel talking with you now and looking back on it, you know, it makes me more grateful for that moment where Bruce shut that door on me. Because Mm -hmm. when you go through something like that, and then you get over the hill, and you're you realize right. that, that no, led me, that that no led me to the people I really need to work with. Mm-hmm. When things like this happen, it's like you don't take it personal. You have the opportunity to be like, wait, I've lived through this. Like,
0: right, I can get
1: through this. Like, nope, I don't belong, right. and that's okay. I don't have to belong. And it's everywhere. hard not it's to not...
0: take it personal, but oh, absolutely,
1: oh, totally, because we're human. We're right. all human.
0: Right. And mm. I feel like it's okay to have your moment, you know, you cry about it, drink wine about Absolutely. it, yeah, you know, whatever it is that you do about it. And then, yeah. And then keep going, like ride the bike, get back on that bike and keep exactly, going.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, that's something else I do in my books is that when Bella experiences emotions, whether they're negative or positive, is that she's not extinguishing the negative emotions. She's working through them to get to the positive. Mm. And that's how I feel, you I know, that. cause like, cause you're actually right. Like at the fair, you know, I was disappointed cause I was expecting to do a lot more networking there. I was expecting to have, and also to like, I will admit, like I, um, one of the, one of the founders that, that was running the day, it's like, oh yeah, we have editors and parents magazine here. I'm like, where are they? Where are they? Cause I'm trying to get into the press. So I'm finding the urge. Like, I'm like, how do I do this? Like, how do I ask who they are? But you know, so mm-hmm. it's, you're right. You know, I did, I still had those moments. Then I was like, you know what? It's okay. It takes a couple of times to like get it down, but like at least right. you got a taste for it. At least, you know, okay, like this is for networking. This is for like running into that editor that you're emailing is not responding to you and you're, you're going to stalk them in a pleasant way. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's fabulous. I
0: love it. So we are starting to run out of time while well, this conversation went fast, but it, tell me any other little tidbits? Um, I want to make sure that you leave your message, anything that you want our entrepreneurs to know out there, whether they're just starting or they're revamping or just looking for ideas. Have we missed anything or do you feel like you've, you've covered your journey really well? I love it. Yeah.
1: Well, one thing I I can share, and I actually have a friend that did something similar to different um, through affirmations. So something I did when I very first started my pivot Mm -hmm. is I made transformational statements with Matilda. And what transformational statements do is they take you out of your head and they let you create that rocket to the moon and back. And the beauty Mm -hmm. of them is as your journey evolves, it gives you a grounding of what you want. And it's, it's really beautiful because when they're, I, I personally am not, I I've done it for myself. I can't, I wish I, I do have to get a better understanding of how to do it. So I can actually talk, talk audiences through it. Cause like, it's a skill that I should be able to repeat back, but I really do value that. And I have a friend mm-hmm. Miranda who also has pivoted, um, she uses daily affirmations but again, I feel like it's that consistency and that inner belief that's so beautiful. And again, like going back to what yeah. I said about my blogs, like I can't tell you how important consistency is and it's scary. I'm not going to lie. It's scary putting yourself out there. It's scary mm-hmm. showing Absolutely. the world who you are. And, but it's really, it's really beautiful too, because the right people are going to appreciate it.
0: I agree. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. Um, You know, I usually start my podcast asking this and I totally forgot. It's been a minute since I've recorded, but I know I told you earlier, I'm recovering from surgery, so I'm not drinking wine. I actually made myself a berry smoothie before I hopped on. What are you
1: drinking today? It is the middle of the day, so... I'm actually drinking my favorite cherry tea. I am a huge tea Ooh. drinker. It's funny because I meant to pour myself a glass of wine before we started recording because I'm a huge Pinot Noir girl. I love oh, my yeah. red wine. Um, huge red wine fan. Um, but ironically, I'm drinking red tea. <laughs> <laughs> <So it
0: doesn't... laughs> you could have just dumped it in a wine glass instead of... I know, <laughs> right?
1: I should have done that. Not that you say that. That's no. a good idea.
0: No, that's awesome. I am I, a Pinot Noir fan as well. but if I was drinking, let's see, what is today? Today Today's a Tuesday at almost four o'clock here in Utah. So I don't know. I mean, I wish I was drinking a nice Chardonnay. I do Mm. like, I'm more of a Chardonnay drinker, like if I'm just sipping it, but I love my Mm. red wines when I'm having Mm. a meal. I don't know. I'm kind of weird that way, but no, I'm drinking a strawberry banana smoothie or yeah, just trying to Take it easy and not drink wine for a minute while I'm recovering. So No, you look great. I am yeah. You're a rock star. I admire you
1: so much. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. It's, it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be if I'm being honest. So tell me where can we find you? And then I know that you have a fun offer that I'm really excited about for our guests. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that before I let you go.
1: Absolutely. So the best way to find me is on my website, www.triplecokl.com. I'm also on social media, so you can always find my links at the bottom of the page. And I do have a gift for your audience. I'm a big believer in coloring, whether it's with you and your little one or just for you, because coloring Mm -hmm. has health benefits for all ages. And as an artist, like I'm lucky enough that I, I draw pretty frequently, but it's <laughs> right. like, it's just amazing. Cause even as an artist, like sometimes I need to doodle too. Sometimes I just need something where I'm not overthinking or I'm not like, wait, what color or like, what time is it? How am I going to go done with this kind of a thing? Right. So right. Color, drawing for your audience. And I would love to have you all on my email mm-hmm. list. I do put out a newsletter. I now write two different blogs and When interviews like this come out, I always do that. And as my books are coming out, I announce all those goodies as well. So like just so much fun stuff. I'm actually working on six books coming out this year. In addition to an officially printed coloring book and an activity book. Cause let's face it, I'm a Christmas fiend and I, God bless you. I'm a Christmas fiend. So of course it has to be a Christmas activity book too. And thank God I I love love Christmas because I was, I just finished up a Christmas book and I'm thinking of oh. all the Christmas stuff. You have to start over the summer to be ready. So it's a good thing. I love Christmas. So I know Christmas will sure. be a real problem
0: here. <laughs> You'd be so over it. Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> no, <Christmas>. that's
0: amazing. <laughs> I love it. We'll definitely have all those links in our show notes and on our website and social media pages. So if you didn't quite catch the website and all of her information, then you can find it through us so I thank you so very much for you and Bella it was nice to meet you Bella (laughs) she's darling and I can't wait to see can't wait to read your book I can't wait to get my hands on it so we'll be watching for that anxiously
1: I appreciate it we are too we're we're following up on the actual when everything's fully available because we're egging to do our big announcement so there will be an announcement coming very very soon
0: (laughs) fabulous Well, thanks again. And to all of my listeners out there, I appreciate you being here and cheers.